So on this Wednesday, the week of Thanksgiving, we continue our daily Bible reading in Deuteronomy chapter 27. So we've been reading about it in Deuteronomy so far, Moses just reiterating this law to them, reminding them what God had said to them. Um, but it needs to go beyond that too. And to show that this is really something that's ours to keep with us always, now it's going to be set in stone, literally set in stone. It needs to be written down. It needs to be written down so you can go back and forth to it. I know um, uh, for those of us who are in my generation, and older, we also used to having a paper copy of something. I know that's different today. Uh, many of our copies, our copies today, are you know electronically. They're out on the cloud uh, and all that, and and that can bring up a whole another conversation. But but there's just something about having it in paper, having it in print in front of us that that we can go back to again. Hey, do I, I remember this being written someplace? Um, that's the beauty of the Word of God is that it's written down for us, and it always has been, um, so that so we have it for us, and, and we can go back to it. And so God's saying this is so important. Not only is Moses going to tell you about it. Now he's going to have you write it down. And notice when they do that, chapter 27 says, when you go into the promised land, um, and that's so key because promised land is all about grace. That promised land is what God promised to them. He made it possible for them to defend their, to defeat the enemies that are there. He gave it to them as a gift. They're going to a land that they didn't work for. They didn't do a thing for it, simply given to them by God. That's grace language. That's a reminder to us always of the things that we have that are by the grace of God. And even tomorrow as we gather together at Thanksgiving, we've got to say in the end, why are we so thankful to God? Because he made it possible for us to have these things. He's our creator. He's the one that made us. He's the one that gave us the abilities we have. He's the one that blessed us with weather that, that's cooperative to, to providing food for us and, and growing all those crops. He gives us the sun to warm us. He gives us the nighttime for us to rest on. All those things are gifts from God. And, and so grace is really all around us, not only uh, when it comes to our salvation that we couldn't save ourselves, uh, but that's, uh, that's a gift that came from him. So God says, write this down. And that's the emphasis on in verse 2, and this is, you can even check this historically, Ar archaeologists can find this, stones that have this plaster on it so that they're able to write on it, then it dries and then it's set in stone. Uh, kind of interesting, I was teaching uh, just a, a one session on the Ten Commandments with uh, with our confirmation class on, on Sunday, and, and I showed them in Exodus where God inscribed this in stone, and they said, well, of course, that's, that's the expression to be set in stone. They even knew that. I was glad to see a couple of generations after me that that they still knew that expression as well uh, that's set in stone we got a cemetery out back of the church here and they learned a long time ago that if they want to remember these people they have to set the markers in stone literally um, so it's something they could go back to and look and and I have more people that want to come to the cemetery hey I'm doing a doing a uh, you know family history I want to go back and check some dates back there well why can they check them because it's set in stone beautifully then um, God has set in stone your salvation and the work that Christ did for us and, and the word of God that keeps reminding us of that. You and I know John 3.16 because uh, God has set that in stone um, and, and it gives us uh, something that, shoot, with everything else that's changing around us, it's not going to change. With everything that's going to wear out, I'm not going to be here. That's uh, that's truly set in stone. And, and I think there's something to it when, it, when he says in verse 5, 
about when they build that altar when they get there um, they're not to they're not to shape those stones of their own they're to take those stones naturally and, and what that means is God says I don't want you to look at it and say hey wow look at that beautiful thing that we built they're to take the things that God created and and look at the beauty there and be reminded of of what God has done for them and then of course when they get there not only are they supposed to write down these commandments now how what's our response always to the commandments of God uh, to all all that God has done for us is offerings. Um, that offering reminds us again of what he's done. Um, it, uh, it reminds again of our relationship to him, uh, that it was an offering made by Jesus Christ for us that made it possible for us to come to God. And then um, uh, that offering is just our natural response. And then when he, when he uh, uh, get, kind of reiterates the Ten Commandments to them, starting in verse 9, he says, uh, Tell Mo, Mo, then Moses and the Levitical priest will say, Keep silence and hear, O Israel, this day day you have become the people of the Lord your God. In other words, before he starts talking about the commandments, um, he says, remember your relationship with the Lord. This is the Lord who gives you those commandments. So for instance, as parents, when our children ask us, we tell them to do something, and they say, well, why should I do that? We remind them of our relationship with them. Now, now it doesn't sound like them to the, that to them, because when, when you answer the question, why should we do this from your children, you say, because I'm your parent. You know, and they hear that it's all law, but actually that's a gospel phrase. I'm the one who, who has been blessed with you. I'm the one responsible for you. I, I take that responsibility seriously. I love you, and therefore I'm telling you, you need to do this. And it's out of that love that I do that. And, and as your parent, um, you should know that, that I would never tell you to do something that wasn't in your best interest, that wasn't going to be something good for you. And then later on when they become parents, they understand that, but that's a whole other story. Um, so God re reminds them again that he has made them his people. That's why we are to be holy. That's why we are to be unique, because we have a unique father. Um, we, we know our Heavenly Father, and, and that Heavenly Father has shown his love for us. He's shown it to them by bringing them into the promised land and giving them all of that. And, and therefore, the one who makes these commands is not saying, well, you know what, if you keep all these commandments, then I'll be your God, then I'll love you, and you'll earn my love and all that. No, it's completely flipped around. We love him because he first loved us, and then out of love for him, we follow his commands because we know um, he would never give us a command that wasn't in our best interest. So that's the way you always have to look at the, uh, the commandments. And it's interesting how it's placed here, or how it's spoken of here, in verses 11 through verse 15. He says, when you cross over in verse 12, he says, to bless the people. And, and blessing means, uh, the word blessing means to, to bestow the ability for success. So what the blessings are is God's telling us the ways for us to act and, and do in order to receive the greatest, uh, the greatest things. And that's what blessing really means. Curse is the opposite. Curse is the opposite to say, if you follow this, you're going to, you're going to bring this curse upon yourself. It's going to be something that's going to harm you. Um, and, and that's where, that's the kind of language he uses then, um, in, in, uh, describing what they ought to do. And notice pretty much he just reiterates the Ten Commandments and all these curses here, verses 15 through verse 26. Uh, but notice where it starts with. The first one is the most important thing, and, and the top of them, and that is know the gods before him. And then notice what comes next. 
our parents and us as parents are to be the likeness of God here on this earth, the authority for God here on this earth for the good of our children and those that come after us. I thought that's kind of interesting. That's the first one of them. That's why dishonoring your father and your mother, because it's like dishonoring God, because God has placed them in your life to be a blessing to you. And then the response to people is always this amen. And this amen comes with this wonderful word that uh, I, also, I used to always think amen meant the end because it comes at the end of the prayer. No, amen means it's trustworthy. I will be trustworthy in following this. And it means that's the truth. We agree with this and we follow along with that. And that's where that that's where that amen comes in. So it's kind of interesting that this happens on uh, this text happens on us the day before Thanksgiving, where we're called to to see how God has blessed us, that in following Him, in knowing Him, we have received great blessing. But also to remind us again, hey, if we forget Him, we are bringing a curse upon ourselves, and that curse is going to be disastrous if it continues on. So uh, so that's where we're going to go. So here here what we're going to do. Uh, in our daily Bible reading, I want you to hear this. So I'm not going to do one tomorrow, and I'm not going to do one on Friday. We're going to take a couple of days off in thanks to God and give you a couple of days off to spend some extra time with family uh, and with friends. And then on Saturday, we're going to pick up with chapter 28. So again, we're going to take a couple of days off on Thursday and on Friday, and then we're going to pick it up again uh, back in our routine uh, in chapter 28 uh, of Deuteronomy, and that will happen again on Saturday. So God bless you as your family gathers together for Thanksgiving or whoever you're going to be gathering with. Uh, we're going to do worship service here tomorrow at 9 o'clock. We'll also live stream that service. So if you can't be here in purpose or in person, uh, please do that. And uh, uh, may God truly give you a thankful heart, which is a great blessing uh, to you and others around you.